America, and other free and open societies face crucial challenges and opportunities abroad that affect security and prosperity at home. This is a series of conversations with guests who bring deep understanding of today's battlegrounds and creative ideas about how to compete, overcome challenges, capitalize on opportunities, and secure a better future. I am H.R. McMaster. This is Battlegrounds. In this episode, H.R. McMaster speaks to Battlegrounds guest and former Prime Minister of Ukraine, Oleksiy Honchuruk, who is in Ukraine now, fighting for the freedom of his country alongside fellow Ukrainians as they confront a continued assault by the Russian military and the indiscriminate bombardment of Ukrainian cities. Oleksiy, hey, it is, it is great to see you again. I just want to begin by telling you how much I admire your courage and the courage of your, your fellow Ukrainians. I mean, I think the entire world is impressed with your fight for freedom. So welcome back to Battlegrounds. And, and it is a real honor uh, for us to see you. And I'm so glad you look well. Uh, I know you're under duress and your fellow Ukrainians are, are, are under duress, but it, it's wonderful to see you. Welcome. Thank you very much, HR. Uh, and hi from a real battleground. Uh, now I'm in Kiev, and uh, here we have a real war on our streets. Uh, so every hour, uh, I hear uh, sounds like uh, how the Russian shelling and bombing our cities. Uh, uh, we have uh, real uh, like military contacts uh, not far from uh, the place I'm uh, located now. So it's only a couple of kilometers. Uh, people are dying, and um, uh, it looks like uh, uh, it, I, I, I even can't describe it. You know, uh, nobody uh, could imagine. I believe, uh, like a half a year ago, uh, when we spoke with you, uh, that uh, we will have a full-scale invasion, full-scale war in the middle of Europe, and uh, this is terrible, really terrible. You know, Alexia, I'd, I'd rather than start with any specific questions, can I just ask you how you see the situation? Uh, you know, how confident are you? Uh, what, what can you tell Americans and people around the world who, who just want to know how you see the situation from where you are in Kyiv? Uh, look, um, first, it's not a regional conflict. Uh, it's not a war between Ukraine and Russia. It's a war for democracy. It's a war for the freedom. And uh, Ukraine is only the main battleground in this war. Um, the first idea by Mr. And he actually put it, decided to invade Ukraine, to attack Ukraine, to destroy Ukraine, with an idea to solve Ukrainian question. Uh, it's like a Hitler. Um, um, Hitler wanted to solve Jewish question. And now Putin is trying to solve uh, Ukrainian questions like the nationalization. It means that uh, he wanted to destroy a nation, a peaceful nation, because of uh, the freedom, because of our freedom, because uh, we uh, already like have chosen democracy as a model. And for Putin, uh, the democracy, the freedom, free people as a neighbors, is a main threat. 
So that's why Ukraine was attacked. This is the first uh, very important uh, point I want to share. And the second, actually, I, I think I, I agree with you. And this is why, and I, I think it, it just needs to be an explicit objective that Absolutely. Vladimir Putin and Russia must fail in Ukraine. They must fail. And we have to do everything we can to ensure that that happens. Go, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I think you're, you're right. The stakes are, of course, you know, higher than you can imagine for Ukrainians, but they're, they're high for the whole free world. Uh, this is very important to understand. Because uh, Putin uh, will not stop in Ukraine if we allow him to uh, go further. Uh, such countries like Moldova, Georgia, uh, Baltic countries, uh, even Poland uh, is uh, are under the threat. Uh, and uh, for Putin, the model is uh, a main uh, threat, main danger for his regime model, free people, free societies. Uh, this is uh, why uh, he decided to invade and to create, to destroy Ukraine actually uh, as a free and democratic country. Uh, there was not any reason to uh, start this full-scale uh, war, full-scale conflict. Uh, he failed already uh, because his plan was to make us scared. Uh, and uh, he saw that we uh, we should run away. Uh, it was his idea. He expected that uh, our army uh, is uh, incapable to push back to defend our land. He thought that our society uh, is going to um, like meet them uh, with the flowers. Uh, he thought that he will have some support, uh, big support in our cities, in our country. But he failed. He miscalculated Ukrainians. He miscalculated democracy. And now we see that uh, more than 90% of our population, of our society, support uh, to our president. And our president uh, wasn't scared. And uh, he decided to fight to stand, uh, to stay uh, in Kyiv, in the capital, uh, not, to, um, not to run away. And uh, this is a very important symbol that Ukrainians are standing uh, and are fighting for uh, the land, but not only land, because it's not a war for the land. It's not a war for territories. It's not a war for resources. It's a war for idea, for democracy. Uh, for us, it's uh, the absolutely critical uh, uh, to, uh, and, and the main idea uh, why we are fighting uh, is to, um, to be a free, and democratic uh, and independent society. This is very important. And we will fight for these uh, values till the end. Uh, Putin failed with his, uh, with his plans to capture, to kill our president, to capture our capital in a couple of days. And now he has a very complicated situation because uh, the time is running against him. Uh, they are uh, like fighting uh, on uh, um, uh, on our land, on our in in our home, and uh, for sure the local uh, local local like population, uh, local governance, all Ukrainian people uh, actually are, are are ready to fight, um, and uh, that's why. Putin changed his tactics and his strategy. 
he started to, he understood that he realized that he can't uh, like uh, achieve his goals, uh, military goals uh, in a days. And uh, he uh, started to raise the state. Uh, so he is trying now to kill as much, uh, uh, as, as, as more civilians, as more uh, peaceful people uh, as he can. Uh, he's destroying uh, uh, like hundreds of uh, houses uh, in Kharkiv, in Mariupol, in Chernihiv. So hundreds of uh, uh, houses. He's killing thousands of uh, like civilians. Just just imagine this: in the middle of Europe, in a peaceful European, like civilized, democratic country. He just he just destroying cities. And he will not stop. Uh, he will not stop if we will not uh, stop him. Uh, Ukrainians are strong enough to fight on the land, but unfortunately, we don't have uh, uh, like uh, so big budget and uh, so like advanced technologies uh, to fight them effect uh, like effectively in, in sky. So uh, Russia is still having uh, the overwhelming advantages uh, in the sky, and uh, he cre they creating uh, the main damage to our cities, to our civilians, to our infrastructure, our like civilian objects uh, from the sky. That's why our main demand and our main uh, like purpose now is to um, to uh, to ask our uh, Western allies to close the sky about Ukraine. This is very important. Uh, okay, if you want, don't want to fight uh, Russians in the sky and don't want to shoot their like uh, their like aircrafts, jets, and so on and so forth, we understand it. But protect us from uh, from missiles, uh, from the missile uh, strikes. It's um, I understand that it's a complicated decision. But one more time, uh, like the the alternative. Uh, is a uh, is a thousands uh, like people uh, are dying every 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 uh, day, so um, I think that it's only a question of a time. So NATO will be involved in this war, uh, and if 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 even not, Russia think that you already involved. So in the Russian world, in the Russian propaganda, in their heads, you already involved. You already uh, like support us with uh, with the weapons, with the resources, and you already enemies. You already enemies. It's in, and it's only a question of a time when they will attack your aircrafts and your bases, and they will kill uh, your people. I believe that uh, now uh, it's very important to make uh, economic sanctions uh, stronger and as tough as possible. Um, uh, I believe that existing economic sanctions is not enough. We need absolutely total swift ban. We need absolutely total uh, like uh, embargo trading. Hydrocarbon, hydrocarbons. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's like, guys, no go, no trade. It's like it's not. It's not a matter of trade. It's not a matter of I don't know a price. It's not about money. It's about like thousands people dying every day. And until this crazy uh, strongman, uh, until Putin will stop 
just like killing thousands of people every day in the peaceful cities in Kharkiv, in Mariupol, uh, in Chernigiv, my uh, I will native uh, city. Uh, it's you shouldn't even think. I think I'm sure. I believe that the only possible reaction of a civilized world is a total economic isolation, or just total economic isolation, and uh, military support not to fight Russians directly, but to make sure that our cities are protected and our humanitarian corridors are protected from this that, that they can't continue to bombard cities and commit mass murder of innocent people, right? That's the tactic he's using, isn't it, Alexei? After, after he was unable to, to, you know, to win this quick victory, because of the of the courageous and effective defense by the Ukrainian military and the territorials and the and the people broadly, he changed his tactics. It seems, but Absolutely. of course they're still they're still driving right. They're still driving on uh, on Kiev uh, and and uh, and other cities. Mariupol is is under is under siege. What do, what is your assessment of Ukrainian defenses? Uh, are you going to be able to hold out uh, against against the Russians? Uh, what what, do you, what are your plans? So we have, we've heard you, and I want to recap. We need all sanctions now, right? This is a matter of life and death. It's, it's time to stop you know, holding anything back. The second is deny Russia the use of the air, the, the use of the air with impunity to commit mass murder. And of course, there are many ways to do that. You know, there could be a no-fly zone, NATO, it could be the provision of these MiGs, but it could also be more sophisticated and longer-range air defense systems as well. So uh, this is what I'm hearing from you, what you need mo most desperately. and that, But of course, now that the tactic has changed, you still have to defend the city, but you also have to, to be able to strike their artillery and their rocket launchers and cut off their convoys, choke them off. How, what's your assessment of the campaign? How's it going from the Ukrainian military and the perspective, the territorials? And and of course, how are the will, what's the will of the people? How's, how's, I think there are three levels of of resistance right now, right? The military, the territorials, and the people. What's your assessment across those three? Um, about territories. Uh, I believe that Russians don't control territories. They can control uh, some administrative buildings. But if you uh, look into uh, internet and just find some videos, and you will see that even in a, uh, like under-controlled, uh, and uh, occupied cities like Kherson, like Novakohovka, like small city Korodnya, uh, my native city, um, I went to school. Uh, people are totally against Russians, just like totally against Russians. And the city and the territory is not about like physical land, yeah? It's about the people. And if people don't support invaders, don't support Occupants. It's impossible to uh, to uh, like uh, to 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 have a control under these territories because you don't control people. You just like some for some period of time you can just like locate uh, uh, on this uh, uh, territory. I believe. So I think that uh, Russian uh, Russian uh, like troops, Russian soldiers, and Russian Federation don't control uh, cities. They con they control some. Uh, key points, some uh, roads, some bridges, some objects. They uh, took control over some administrative buildings, but that's it. 
That's all. They don't control people. They don't have any support uh, on this territory. And uh, so they don't have real power. Uh, I know a couple of mayors, so the leaders of local governance, under the control. I know them personally. They are still uh, supporting Ukrainian government. They are still uh, it's like even pay taxes. I know some some uh, uh, like businesses on these like occupied territories that they are paying taxes to the central budget. I know uh, they are organizing even uh, some public peaceful public protests uh, with uh, Ukrainian flags. So uh, about territories, I'm not so worried. I'm not so worried because it's impossible to control city or control some uh, territory if you don't have a support from the local uh, people. But the tactic of our uh, like Russians is to kill people, is to kill uh, and create as strong uh, and as terrible humanitarian catastrophes as is possible. If you look into Mariupol now, Mariupol is a zone of uh, like uh, humanitarian disaster, I believe. So it's just uh, it's 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 crazy, guys. And this is uh, and this what we can observe in 21st century. It's absolutely uh, like unbelievable. Uh, they are acting like a terrorist organization, you know. So they don't control terrorism. It, it, obviously, just... it's beyond Mariupol, as you know. It's Mariupol. It's Kharkiv. Yeah. It's the the suburbs of of Kiev as well. Uh, some of the images that that we've been able to, that we see are are just uh, they're, yeah. they're horrible. And you're, of course, you're living it, Alexei. What, what, what are, you're saying that, of course, what they're trying to do is break your will. Your will's not breaking. How about, the, how about how about the humanitarian situation? How about the basics of of food and and pharma and and you know what people need just to to live? Uh, you, how, how would you describe the situation? I know it's probably I know it's quite desperate in places like Mariupol or or in Kharkiv. How how are things in Kiev? Uh, how are you doing? How are the people around you doing? Uh, look, Kiev is more or less safe, um, and uh, but Kiev is a capital. Uh, so uh, I believe that military is impossible to, to take uh, a capital now. Uh, it's, uh, I'm not a military expert, of course, but it looks like I, I know that here we have like dozens, hundred, uh, dozens, uh, thousands, um, like uh, even civilians, people like me, who just like uh, uh, took a gun, a real gun, I never had begun, and uh, are standing uh, here and uh, are ready to protect our land. So uh, it's absolutely, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy for me. It's absolutely unusual for me, but we are ready uh, to meet uh, them uh, here. Uh, Ukraine is the biggest uh, European country. So the majority of uh, our territory is uh, living, uh, not regular, of course, not normal, but more or less, uh, uh, more or less normal uh, life. So we have all uh, needed, uh, like uh, we have we have mobile connection, we have internet, we have some uh, utilities. Uh, so uh, on a majority, on a, on a, on a bigger biggest part of uh, on a, actually almost uh, all uh, western part of uh, our our country, everything is more or less okay. But 
Uh, of course, uh, we have uh, a collapse on our roads because uh, a lot of uh, refugees, so a lot of people uh, trying to move uh, towards West uh, to save their lives, to save their families. Uh, we uh, have um, uh, like 10, more or less 10, local zones with a local humanitarian catastrophes. Uh, it's uh, uh, cities under the direct pressure, direct uh, attack uh, uh, from Russians. Uh, is uh, eastern northern part uh, of uh, suburbs of Kyiv. It's like Bucha, Hastomel, and Irpin, and this part to the Chernobyl region um, and closer to Belarus. Uh, we have very complicated situation and uh, humanitarian uh, troubles uh, in the Chernihiv city is the northern part uh, uh, and Suma region is the north, uh, northeast part uh, um, like uh, and, and near the U Russian borders. Uh, we have uh, a, a terrible situation in Kharkiv because Kharkiv is under the direct uh, attack and uh, uh, is very close to uh, Russian borders. We have a very complicated situation in Mariupol because for Russians, uh, uh, Mariupol is a key uh, point. They want to uh, take control of Mariupol to uh, take control over the, uh, I don't know, some like uh, land belt, uh, how, how to describe it, to have a, a way uh, to Crimea, to, from, from Russia to, to Crimea, uh, to have to have the corridor, land corridor. Uh, that's why Mariupol for them is, is absolutely key uh, moment. And of course, all territory uh, near the so-called DNR and LNR uh, is a hot zone too. So in these zones, in these territories, um, the, it, it, it's, a, it's a humanitarian catastrophe and it's a disaster. Uh, but on a major, so uh, on a like major part of, of Ukraine, uh, people are living not normal, but more or less, uh, more or less uh, ordinary normal life with all necessary uh, like connections, with all necessary utilities. Uh, we don't have uh, hunger here, so we have enough water, we have enough uh, some food. Uh, uh, like, but exception is these uh, like conflict zones I just described. Uh, it's to be uh, to be to be uh, to make a long story short, I believe. Lexi, the last question I'd like to ask you, and then I, I want to hear there's what, the final word as well for for our viewers. But how do you see this ending? What, what do you what do you think? What, what do you see as the outcome of this of this war? I know it's impossible to predict wars, you know, the outcomes of war because of the complex and interactive nature of it. But but um, but what are you driving toward in terms of the outcome of this war? Uh, as I already mentioned, uh, the time is playing uh, in, is running against uh, Putin, and he understands this because they are fighting on our land, uh, and uh, for them it's much more complicated task. Um, and uh, of course, um, I believe, I'm sure that uh, we have strong enough army and uh, strong enough troops, and we have a lot of very motivated uh, like civilian people like me uh, who are ready to uh, fight at the end. Uh, and uh, we, um, um, we have very, very, very strong battle spirit. 
the total majority, it's like more than 90% of our population, of our people, of Ukrainians, believe that we will win this war, uh, we'll have a victory. And uh, that's why I'm sure that Ukraine will fight the land. But uh, it's only a question of a price. And it's only, and the price uh, depends on uh, your behavior, actually. Uh, the price uh, depends on the behavior of Western countries. Because uh, it's like no one uh, can stop uh, Putin uh, alone. It's impossible. Non-Poland, non-Sweden, non, 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 non non-Finland. Non, it's like, I, I believe that even non-United States uh, can stop him um, uh, alone. Uh, we should be united now. And the all Western civilized world should be united. And we should, that's why I started and I want to finish with the main idea. Guys, it's like probably it's possible that it's a beginning of this world world war. Look at the China and his rhetoric about Taiwan. Look at the I don't know uh, like even Japan uh, started uh, talking about uh, Kuril uh, uh, like islands. So the rhetoric uh, uh, of a lot of nations in the world become more and more aggressive, and these like these these. Uh, uh, this, this general pressure is much bigger than uh, even a year ago. So I believe that if we will not stop Putin, he will show example to other big authoritarian uh, states like China, for example. It's a perfect example. It's a perfect example. If you will stop Putin, we together, if you will stop Putin now, we will show that it's unacceptable to uh, start the open invasion, the, to start open uh, wars in the 21st century. But now the Western response said the opposite, actually, that, okay, you can start, but you, you will pay, uh, like, I don't know, some uh, additional, like, payments. You will be, you will have some economic troubles. Uh, but uh, it's 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 only uh, uh, it, it's a very wrong and very dangerous signal. It's it's very dangerous signal because I believe that China probably can pay and already to pay some 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 uh, some money and to uh, um, experience some troubles, economic troubles. Um, uh, if uh, this is only response uh, from the West uh, and uh, uh, contain them from a possible uh, war against uh, Taiwan. One more time, we should show, and it's absolutely necessary, and it's absolutely necessary to do as soon as possible, as soon as possible, we should stop Putin to show that it's unacceptable to to launch, to uh, invade, uh, to launch these wars, to invade uh, the democratic uh, and like all countries uh, in the 21st century. It's just unacceptable. And you will have like total isolation and strong military support uh, from the uh, Western uh, United uh, world. Uh, if not, uh, we'll have third world war because this, uh, this spiral of violence uh, just started and we will not stop it. Uh, if uh, you know, we'll uh, uh, like in, in, in some period of time, we just like we'll pay higher and higher and higher and higher price uh, to stop this uh, uh, like spiral of uh, of violence. This is my main message. Just stop him now. Uh, 
Ukraine will fight a land, but uh, for us, uh, it's absolutely, uh, it, it, it's, 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 it's extremely a complicated uh, task to stop them uh, without your military support. Because our people, like one more time, thousands of our people, civilians, thousands of our civilians, uh, are dying, just dying from these uh, bastards. Uh, like you already have a million, millions uh, refugees uh, like from Ukraine to Europe. You already have. It's already a total uh, like uh, catastrophe to Ukraine, to our economy. It's already a, a catastrophe in some regions, humanitarian catastrophe. But it will be much bigger catastrophe, not only for Ukraine, but for Europe, if we will not stop him now, if we will not show him that uh, it's absolutely unacceptable. And if uh, like China, for example, will start his war or we'll see like other conflicts uh, from the big countries. Alexei, I can't tell you how much I admire you and, and your fellow Ukrainians and, and your president. Uh, we all stand in awe of you. Uh, I agree that we all have to do more uh, to, to ensure that Russia can't commit mass murder with impunity, uh, economically, militarily. I think it's time to, to designate Russia as a, as a state sponsor of terrorism. And, uh, and I can't tell you how much I wish I, I was there with, with my old tank crew, uh, Alexei, to, to support you. But I, I admire you and, and your fellow Ukrainians tremendously. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate you joining us to, to give us your perspective on, on the war uh, and, and, uh, and, 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 and obviously the prospects uh, for the future. So thank you, Alexei. It's a pleasure to have I, you back on Battle Rest. I wish you a peaceful, uh, peaceful sky about you, uh, dear friend. And uh, share uh, this message to all uh, like Western elite, United States elite. Uh, uh, you know that we should stop him as soon as possible because it's not about Ukraine. It's about the war for democracy. We are fighting for freedom and for independence. And we are not alone already, but we need to, some direct help to stop him. Prime Minister Hunchork, God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Battlegrounds is a production of the Hoover Institution, where we advance ideas that define a free society. For more information about our work, to hear more of our podcasts, or view our video content, please visit hoover.org.